0: Hello Rockers and Mercurians, it's Rock Mercury here, and welcome to the Rock Mercury Podcast. Best to my AirPods in. I love these AirPods, by the way. Shout out to- So I um, wanted to chat with you guys about real estate today, so I'm excited to jump in this with you guys and just get into some just real estate talk in general. Um kind of overlying it i've been in the real estate industry for over 10 years by the way i'm rocking my rock mercury champion collaboration champion good old champ um we love it uh i designed it this is my first painting i ever made um which is the phoenix rising tee so you guys can get this and get other designs with this with this look as well and it has the inside gray outside black but Shout out to cha- Champion, it's a very high quality sweater, that's why it's priced a little higher than the other stuff I have on my site, but it's worth it, it's, it's going to last you a long time, so get that if you, if you like. Um, I'll be chat about real estate today, which is something I've been in the industry for over 10 years, I want to eat my little salad moment. I have my amaranth, uh, I'm sorry, my arugula salad with um, cherry tomatoes, hemp seeds, um oregano thyme uh all kind of goodies some cucumbers lots of deliciousness um what else i put in here it's it's key lime key lime was the main dressing in here i don't really use a lot of dressings because they have a lot of sugar in them other other products and stuff so i'm gonna put my put my sleeves up because you know i don't want to mess up my sweater i haven't done my photo shoot yet we're gonna do a photo shoot for this coming soon for this outfit along along with the backpack that comes with it and the um well, you have to buy it separately, but it does. It's part of the collection. There's a backpack and there's a hat that all that I'm designed for it. Also, I have some amaranth right here. This is the amaranth part, and I'm gonna. I'm thinking today I may mix all of it together because I have this amaranth, which is a healthy ancient grain. Then I also have my stir fry of um of oyster oyster mushrooms, kale, delicious kale, co- um, toasted coconut. Oh, I didn't put any walnuts in this today. That's good. Um, Not good. Walnuts are great, but I I forgot to put it in. But that's okay. I have kale. I have um, oregano. All the good seasonings and everything in here. And some sage. So we're going to jump into this. It's going to be delicious. Ooh, you know what? I also wanted to try out a little bit of my cayenne. Because you guys know, I told you guys that there's uh, some cayenne pepper. And that's part of the, um, the alkaline eating. So let's try some of that on here as well. Got some more basil. i going to put some basil on there and some cayenne. Here we go. Right here. Let's go ahead and put this in. That'll be delicious. Add a little spice to the meal. Um. All right. Let's put that there. All right. Yeah, This I just want to put a touch of this cayenne in the salad part. And then we're going to get into our real estate talk after I take a bite of everything. I'll just start mixing it together and then we'll, we'll chat while we're doing it. But, um, yeah, this is the Cayenne, you guys. Let's spice up our life. Spice up your life. any hey boy, here we go. Spice up your life. Who's a, who's a, um, a Spice Girl friend, fan out there? We live for Spice Girls. It may seem like I'm putting a lot on here, but I'm just like... It's like not really... It's so full so it's not... I don't really see it. Oh, I, I guess it is coming out. Okay, let me stop right there just in case I burn myself up. All right. So, I wanted to come on here and chat about... How important it is to stay knowledgeable on real estate, whether you're investing or not, whether you're a real estate agent like myself or not. Um, it's super important to stay knowledgeable on what's going on in the industry and the importance of how great of an investment it is. It's just in case, like, because even whether you, like, unless you're unless you're homeless, which I mean, even if you're homeless or unsheltered, I say uh, the PC way to say it. Um, that's still a part of the real estate industry because people are usually unsheltered because of the prices of real estate. So it's, everybody's affected by real estate, you know? Am I really not gonna be able to open this? This bottle is tight, you guys. I cannot get this basil open. I think I'm gonna give up on it. Cause it's like, oh, it's like really tight. My hands are hurt, like it's, it is not opening. Okay, we're gonna we're not doing basil for today <laughs> until I figure out how to open that. Um, but it's okay, who cares? Um, let's put this in here and put my little my mix up in here I don't know how I should do this first I feel like I should probably put the amaranth in my salad first and then I go ahead and put um hello Heather good to see you put the amaranth in I just want to mix it all together this time to make a nice little mix salad that way I don't have to like put little bits and pieces and stuff so um so yeah so the way the reason I even got into real estate was my mother what is a is one of the top marketers in the nation for the best, the biggest real estate company. You know, she's killing the game in it, like she's, she has been involved since I was around 15 years old or a little little, um, little younger than that. Um, but then even before then, she was investing in property. And we were renting before then, which still is investing in property, even if you're renting, you know, you're still part of the real estate market because that is part of the market is renting, you know? So, um, but we, we bought we bought properties, and it's just like we started we're figuring out like how so many people were garnering so much wealth, even if they were still in their properties with do like things like escrow not escrow things like um like having equity in your home, you know that's a huge thing that people don't even realize they have a lot of times, like what it means when you buy a property and then the the um the value of the home. Increases, and so you you are able to qualify for equity in your home, depending on your lender and everything. You that it depends on like the amount you will get or the amount that you can pull out. But a lot of times, there's a lot of power within a home, even that you're like the home you're sitting in. People are letting sitting there letting equity sit there a lot of times. And not not saying you, to, you don't you have to pay that money back. Yeah, you do got to pay it back. But let's say you use that equity for something else that was a lucrative um a lucrative investment. That that's the money-making situation. So you're still in your home while you use your equity for you know something else that's making you money on the side. So you, um, depending on what you invest in, you could end up being able to um, supplement some of the mortgage that you have for that. So we're gonna talk about the whole situation. I just want to dip into that for a moment for people who aren't even thinking about selling their home or you know. I just want to about it. But before I get into that, this episode is brought to you by. Slave real estate, so that's slave real estate world, where um, we support you with getting a top level agent in our community that um nationwide, nationwide, so we can support you anywhere you are, um and honestly some uh, some other countries as well, so we're, we're international as well, but there's some countries we don't service. Just let us just reach out to us, we can let you know which ones we do or don't, because there's a lot of countries we're in, and it'll take forever for me to go through all the countries we're in and not in. So um, just reach out and most likely there's, there's a good chance that, you know, we service an area that you are considering, um, whether it be nationally or internationally. So World. check them out. They will hook you up. Um, this site, go to the website, create an inquiry, and they'll reach out to you as soon as possible. So, all right, so it's super important to understand like how these, like how the system kind of works. So a lot of people, A lot of people love going to open houses. You know, they love seeing houses. They love they love like the architecture of homes. I'm one of those people. I've always loved it. Even when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is so cool! I like these big houses. I love these mansions." I used to, um, my my mother, my mother, my sister and I, we used to live like all in one one room basically for a while. Like we before we, my my mother was like, um, my mother was. Oh, sorry was like saving up money for her property. So we we like downsized from the house we were renting and um, moved into a situation that was more, you know, affordable to be able to save up because you do want to have enough money for your down payment. That can be a kind of a pricey situation depending on where you're moving. Um, So that's something that, we did but even before then I was like oh gosh like this is a really tight living like we like even from all of our beds we can all see each other all three of us like we were on bunk beds and my mom's bed was across the room we could all see each other like it was just like no privacy kind of situation um fast forward to multiple homes later um but like but in that moment like I was even let me go ahead and put this put these in here too in that moment I felt like I, uh, I, do my lunch breaks, I was not a social person in school. I was not a social person at all. And so I felt like it was a good move for me to spend my time in the library. And I would look at different huge like different mansions and different like Architectural Digest books or just different types of um, publications that I just talked about um, just like that give you tour of houses and stuff. This is before YouTube was as popular. You know, it's so crazy to think that internet was not as powerful as it is now. Now, now I watch those videos on YouTube and I love them. Um, but back then, I would just look at these at these houses and there'd be real estate offices nearby, and I would I would pick up the little forms and read them and imagine living in these places. And I would just stare at all of the um, like all of the way that they staged it. Like, oh gosh, imagine waking up and going to a room like this and. Um, and like cooking in a kitchen like that, and oh my God, look at this bathroom! You get like a great bath in this bathroom. Oh my gosh! Like there was just so many cool things um, that I saw on these books, and I was just so flabbergasted that people were living this life. And I felt like you know, or oh my because I went to a school with like a lot of kids that were way richer than I was, and so like I, but my mom just wanted to make sure we were in a good school because in LA you can go to charter schools, which allow you to kind of be around you know, more of an upper upper echelon areas, even if you don't have it, because like she just wanted us to be around that type of environment, which I'm so thankful for. But a lot of people would like, you know, I felt very poor compared to them. And, you know, they let me know that because kids are mean and they bully you whatever. So I just always thought like, oh wow, that'd be so cool to be in this. Um, and I would just be so infatuated with that and like high class foods, super, super high class foods. If 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 you want to know what I'm eating, you're going to have to, um, you're going to have to watch my podcast from the beginning because I'm not going to go over it again. I already went over it in the beginning. So you're going to have to watch it um, when it comes out, which will be today. So check it out on rockmercury.com slash podcast. I'm going to continue what I'm saying. So when I was, um, when I was, um, in, I, for every lunch break, I would just go right to the library, read all of these books, and I just, like, imagine, like, wow, like, I love this type of house, and I love, like I, would, I want to go to open houses and like there would be different open houses in our area and we would go like my mom and i like we and my sister too we would all go to the open houses even if we couldn't afford the house we just wanted to see what you know what was going on like what was the where the community was going this is way before any of us were involved in real estate she was just hoping to be able to buy her first home um thankfully her parents bought multiple homes so she kind of understood you know how the process went my mom um, but she didn't. She didn't know like that would be something for her because our, my family was going through a lot of turmoil at that point. There's a lot of things going on in um, in our community, um, and we were just trying to survive some things. So it felt like we were just trying to make it day to day at that point. Um, but we still love to this we love to go to open houses and just tour and imagine. And I still love to do that these days. I mean, it's a little different nowadays because. There's like, you have to kind of do appointments because of all the shutdowns and health scares that people have. So it's kind of a little different these days for open houses, depending on what area you're in. But back then you could just walk right in. There was a, there was a, um, uh, there was a whole, like uh, a sign outside and you just walk in. Somebody's asking me what I'm eating again. I already said, if you're gonna, if you are coming in now, you're gonna have to watch it um, later on. You have to watch my video on my podcast and you'll see what I'm eating, I go over it all. Um, but I'm talking about something else right now. We're talking about real estate right now. This is a real estate podcast. So I'm going to stay on topic. Um, and so like I really felt that that's where my love for real estate started. Um, I never thought I'd be a real estate agent. I just didn't even know. I thought that was something you have to go to like so many crazy years of college and stuff for, um, which, you know, I didn't, I never, I never liked school. Even I did very well in school. I just never I never liked it. I thought it was like a prison. So I was like I do not wanna go be in that environment. Like it just seemed like a type of hellish situation. So when we moved to um to Houston, Texas, my mother got involved with this top, top level company and she just started doing marketing for them. She's still there to this day. Like it's an amazing company. I don't wanna talk about them right now because I just wanna respect her privacy on that. But um it's one of the number one in the in the nation, so it's kinda like you kinda guess from there. But It's just very. um, Let's see. Um, Jesus, what's up? How is pops? Uh, My dad's doing well. I think he's actually in this room. Somebody asked how my dad is. He's doing really well. You think? I I saw him like come in. I think so. You think he's here? What's up, Ganja Funk? If you're in the house. So. um, So basically, we were we were out there. We were out in in Texas. Originally, she was doing websites on her own. She had her own website business, and then this company reached out because they, you know, a lot of the real estate world, they were trying to transition into the digital world. And to this day, you know, we see what Zillow has done to the industry. Zillow has revolutionized the real estate world, and um, some people say it has threatened the livelihood of a lot of realtors. Um, but, but like that was a new thing. I, like that wasn't even that was even out back then. So they were looking for like web development and how to market. Um, marketing and everything and that's really what the real estate industry is about if you're selling real estate it's marketing is one of the biggest things like everything else is paperwork and you know you can get a transaction coordinator for that like that's it's important but it's also like there's it's not the most important thing when it comes to creating a successful business um in, the, in real estate again you guys if you guys are asking what i'm eating you have to watch the podcast go to rockmercury.com slash podcast and you or or click on podcast and you'll see. I'll talk about it in the in the um in the video on Spotify. So you can you can watch it on there. Cause I'm not gonna keep repeating it. Um, so so we start like she started the whole situation from like from the marketing side, and then she started seeing the back ends of you know how contracts work. And I would go there work with her all the time, and I would see like this how the process goes of development. Like they, um, this company develops homes and then they sell them, then they have like an internal sales team and it's like a really kind of cool situation. And her job, I feel like her job is the most important of them all, which is marketing. Uh, she marketed and made sure that, she, that every all the sales agents had the marketing material and the marketing procedures to you know sell to sell these homes and there's a lot of homes. Cause in Texas, there was so much land. Back then there was, oh my God, there was so much land available. Now it's kind of hard to get land. A lot, a lot of developers are out there. But back then, like the land was plentiful. And so like they were trying to sell hundreds and hundreds of homes a month, you know. Um, someone says, cults, um, survivor says, happy American independence from England month. Um, I don't think it's the whole month. I'm pretty sure it's one day. But, you know, happy, love being American. Love being American. And that's another thing. Like being in America has provided a lot of opportunities. For us like what we're going to talk about today in real estate even though some of these things do go for other countries as well but i feel like america has made a very um a very um profitable and a very profitable profitable and interesting way to to make a living off of real estate here i don't i'm trying to think of how i don't know how other countries work as much because like i said I'm, I'm licensed here in california and in texas but I don't think I said that, but I am. That's where I'm licensed here, California and Texas. Um, and it just allows, it allows us to, to really like, cause there's like, there's ways that you have to, you have to be licensed to sell for other people. I think maybe other countries you don't have to do the same. I don't know. And every state's different too, which is like why I have to have two different licenses instead of having one for the nation, which is great. Cause you get to specialize in certain areas. Um, but anyway, that, that's that's kind of going. That's kind of going further, past what we're talking about so far. So when I was working with my mother, dealing, um, seeing how how well marketing, how important marketing was to the whole process, I even ended up taking photos for the houses and you know going to different events and just supporting and acquiring buyers. Like it was really a um, such a less a less a lesson I had no idea because my my passion is music and creating music, so I never knew that I was going to be that involved in real estate at the time. Mm oh wow Mhm. that's on point that's so good still so good absolutely delicious um so when i i think it's a more sea salt though it's a little bit more sea salt the key lime is hitting really well i don't taste this cayenne that much i want to put more cayenne on here oh yeah that's good let's get that um mix it up a bit more i'll put enough salt in here but i feel like i need a little bit more key lime so a little more sea salt so let's go grab some sea salt real quick and uh, throw this in here um let's see hold on you guys One second. Um, I really want. Let me get some sea salt here. So I really, I um, thanks to like being around so many agents, so many sales agents, I got to see the business side, the corporate side. What's that sound? What the wind? Hold on, you guys. I gotta see. I'm like hearing sounds now. Oh, okay. It's just a trash fell. It's all good. The wind blew it. It's like a trash bag. Not a big deal. You know, sometimes plastic falls and it sounds all loud. Alright. So, I, um, I was really just like lucky to be around that environment without even knowing it. And I was absorbing all the information and kind of just understanding like, wow, like this is, this is such a lucrative business. Like people are, it was fun to me at that point too, because I love Texas. I still love Texas. I'm actually going back there soon. Um, I want to stay for a while this time. I'm really, I'm really excited to go back. Yeah. So they're yeah, moving and shaking right now. But I found it extremely interesting. how the whole business was like operating and how they were um, selling so many homes so quickly. Like I was just like, they were really making so much. Like everybody's wearing was driving at like, the nicest cars. The houses were so like mansions. And you know? even at that point, when we moved to Texas, we moved from a property that was a decent property, you know, priced higher than the property out in, in Texas, but it was a mansion compared, giant house. You know, a nice big foyer, two, floors, or two, sorry, two stories, um, open living room, two-story living room. And it's very nice, like multiple bedrooms. I think it was like five bedrooms or something. Like big, huge backyard, like ne- near a lake, like all of that kind of vibe. Um, but they don't tell you that the weather is crazy in Texas in general. So that's why the prices are kind of different. Um, but I just fell in love with the whole process. And so years later, as I'm, you know, and I moved back to L.A. for a while to do acting and be in commercials and, commercials and stuff, and I'm thinking, like, you know, I want to get back to my real estate roots. I really feel like that's something that I would love to do. Like, I would love to tour homes and, um, you know, help people, help people accomplish their biggest dream because it was a huge deal for us to even get our first house. Like, we were so excited. It was just a big feat to happen. Like, it, was, it took a lot of work. To uh, a lot of saving, like shout out to my mom, like she really hooked it up. Like when we were kids, she really just she worked her behind up to make sure it happened. Um, and I remember like just seeing that, and I was like, wow, I want to support somebody in getting the and you know allowing that to happen for them Like getting their biggest purchase, um, um, like helping them helping them go to their biggest pur- purchases. Mmm. Mmm. better. A little more sauce. I think that's right now. I'm gonna put this right here. So I decided to go back to Texas again. After I moved here, I um, decided to go back out there and stop asking me about the weather, you guys. I'm really I'm talking about something else. Stay on topic or I get blocked. Um, we don't live now. I live in Los Angeles. All right, so. I want to, um, I want. I, I moved back to, to Houston because I was like, you know, the market is going crazy out there right now. Um, and I wanted to be, I wanted to, I wanted to be a part of it. I just saw the amount of money that's being made. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I could do something I'm loving, learn, learn about something I love and make all, so much crazy money. So I drove all the way back to Texas from LA. Let's see, I just... I'm um, Florida, so I just joined in. I don't know what we're talking. Well, wait till you know what you're talking about. Wait till you know what we're talking about until you before you comment. Then next time, that's a good thing to do. All right, so let's see. So I moved. I drove all day back to Texas, and I had like I, I was like I had a mission. I'm like, okay, I know what agency I want to get with brokerage because when you're a real, when you get your real estate license, you pick a brokerage to hold your license in. So you have to, you have to study for it depending on the state you're in. Your real estate license may take longer than other places. It just really depends. It depends on, it depends on where you are, right? So some places you have to do three months. Um, let's see, let's open a restaurant together, dude. Um, no, I'm not interested in opening a restaurant. Um, says reminder, booger boss says reminder. Um, okay, I don't know what that means. Let's see, you're the boss handsome. Yes, I am the boss. Okay, anyway. I decided I was going to go back. So he was just asking a question Well, you're just being blocked. Don't ever disrespect me. Sorry, you guys have to block these people. <sighs> Perfect. So I just wanted, I, I decided like, let me go out there. Like I got all my, all my schooling done first. Cause you can do a lot of your schooling online, which is a really cool thing. Like you can get all, you can get a lot of your, um, a lot of your projects. Um, you have a lot of your projects like you're, because you have to get like um what is it 90 hours or something of of like lesson which is crazy because a lot of other industries take thousands of hours to get and things like that um but for real estate you you can um you can get it a lot sooner but it doesn't mean that you're gonna know what to do like you're gonna still need a lot of training afterwards but it just licenses you so you don't you know create an issue for a very sensitive um, purchase I and mean, this is the biggest purchase of people's lives so they don't want people out here not knowing the legal rules but don't think don't think you can take your classes and just start working like even even after 10 years i'm still learning every day i take classes literally every day for from like 7 a.m to around 3 p.m i'm always taking classes you know um let's see someone's asking. What you eating? If you want to know what I'm eating, I'm gonna say this one last time. Then I'm, going to, I'm just gonna re- ignore the other people asking. If you want to know what I'm eating, go to my podcast after I post this video, and you can watch it from the beginning because I already discussed it. So I'm not just I'm not I'm talking about it again. Go to RockMercury.com, click on podcast, you can watch it from there. In fact, that helps my algorithm, so do it that way. Um, someone says, ask but girl Bobby. Don't ever disrespect me. That's right. Don't you ever in your life? Um, just American. Hello, just Amer- um, just oh, just a Mexican. Good to see you, just a Mexican. Um, from, so, um, I want. So I really wanted to. Um, I really wanted to start in Texas because I knew there's a bigger, a bigger sales traffic happening in LA. It's harder to sell these homes. The people are very high. The lowest home you can get in LA is like around five hundred thousand dollars. Even back then, it was like super high. Not not. And now it's less than now, but now it's like about that amount because it's such a desired, desirable place to live. And in Texas, you can, at that time, you can still buy houses for like maybe the, the, um, the low 200s or some of them were even like 185 back then, right? 185,000. So let's see, that's where they lease though. Yeah. And I mean, they do lease out here, but that's even, sometimes that's even more expensive than a mortgage. A lot of times it is. Actually, almost all times it is because otherwise, why would they, why would the sales, the owner of the home lease it if it's not going to be more than a mortgage they're paying? So that's so they can make a profit, you know. So it's going to always be more than a mortgage for the most part. I can't. I'm trying to think of a reason why it wouldn't be, unless the person owns it outright and they're able to be adjustable with the with the um, mortgage. The like they're doing self more. They're doing um adjustable leases due to the fact they already own it and they don't have they don't have a monthly lease. It depends, but. Um, a lot of times it's gonna be way more than a mortgage to lease. Let's see, that's true. Would you ever buy and flip a house? Well, we've done that. Um, but I mean, flipping. I don't like to sell houses. Like my goal, and I'm, I'm explaining more. Like even when I first went in, that's part of why I'm glad you said that part. Buying flipping houses. I wanted, I wanted to have my license to be able to have better access to the homes that you can buy and flip easier. But as I learn more and more especially about the history of ownership, especially for, like, people of color and stuff, things like that, like, I realized that I never wanted to sell a house of my own. I wanted to buy them, maybe renovate them, utilize that property in ways for my businesses or to rent it out, which is still, I still own it. Like, you want to keep the amount of properties you can. Like, getting them, um, do as many properties, like having as many properties as you can so that you have a market share in this real estate market. Like it's, they they didn't even let us, they didn't allow us to own property for so long. They were taking our properties away in black communities. Like it just, it's been treacherous. So I always felt like there was power in keeping your property, not just flipping it and leaving it. Like I want to own properties everywhere. And that's that's my plan. I'm still gonna do that. Um, mm. This food's amazing. Justin Mexican said, "I'll try some vegan eggs today, and they were good. That's good. You tried it. Um, just see if you can do chickpeas instead. But vegan eggs have a lot of chemicals in them, very processed." Um, Floyd Mayweather says y'all should turn into landlords, though. That's a great side career for you. You have to deal with a lot of people and a lot of crazy stuff. Like it's, it seems like a side career, but unless you um unless you have a property management. Then, um, yeah. It, let's see. If a property manager, then it's like not. It's kind of really stressful. It becomes a full time job. So I, if you're thinking of things, things like an easy side thing, make sure that you have a system and property management. And we're gonna talk about that as we go. Um, let's see. Ezra says, "Why don't people like your TikToks? They're really good. People love my TikToks. What are you talking about? They don't like them. They are really good though." Um, let's see. Floyd Brothers dad says. Um LMAO, yeah, especially LA. no for sure, that like you want you want to keep these properties because you never know what things are going to change. and when you invest in properties, that's a real thing that you can utilize. When you invest in stocks and stuff, when the market's up or down, you can't even really do anything with it, but like use it as a cash flow source or a way to you know shelter your money depending on your tax you know your tax situation depending on what you what you set up with your accountant. So it really depends. Like it's not always an upside. Like some renters actually lose a lot of money depending on how they set their business up and if they account for different, um, for different like repairs, <coughs> taxes, property taxes. What we learned in Texas is that even though the properties may be like a little bit more affordable, the taxes, the property taxes were astronomical. And if you weren't prepared, you can lose your home because of these property taxes. So people do. I learned that as I became more of a real estate agent. Um, they, like, people don't realize, like, there's, like, these school taxes and there's, like, a state tax and a, there's, like, all these different taxes. I'm talking, like, there's school tax, state tax, um, like, a city tax, I think. There's, like, there's all these taxes that just equate to so much money every year. Say, so, do you pay taxes on your warehouses? Um, I think it depends on the state you're in. Um, out here, does I mean, California has property taxes too, but not the same, it's not the same format as LA, sorry, as Houston, Houston is like a, it's a very, like it as your, as your house accrues in value, the taxes go up more and more, right, Um so that's just like a really, it's a really um, kind of frustrating thing if you're not ready for it, be really frustrating so um, let's see Scarlett Jo um Scarlett Joam um, jo-, jo Armstrong says uh, hi I'm from Sweden hello from Sweden Scarlett um I actually want to visit Sweden but Sweden's a little bit like it's, it's kind of an interesting place because they got like what are they didn't they arrest like Aesop Rocky or somebody Somebody, some artist was out there and they, like, arrested them and held them captive or something because of, like, an incident that happened. I don't know. Blunt Sleazy says, I didn't like Texas. Well, what part of Texas were you in, Blunt Sleazely? Sleazy? Oh, let's see. Scarlet says, I see that Charles Bades in it all the time. Slow down, milk face. What in the world? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna block you I don't like not knowing what you're talking about did i not ready like mute you too? yeah there you go perfect like you never existed all right um, Floyd says would you ever visit Iceland I'm not sure if there's enough there for me to care about in Iceland I'm not sure like I don't know I'm probably gonna stay in America for a long time because things are really hard when you go internationally now, they're like requiring all kind of weird things that weren't required before. So I don't, I just don't know if I want to even travel again, like that. Um, I see Blunt Sleazy said that I was in Austin, Texas. Austin's one of the best cities there, so I'm surprised you didn't like it. And what didn't you like about it? Like, what is it? Some people have different reasons they don't like it, but why, why didn't you like it? What was your, what was your complaint? Um, Floyd says no, she was talking about James Charles. Rock. Um, gee, it's a beautiful there. So peaceful. What do you mean she was talking about James Charles? She called James Charles a milk face? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, she should have been more clear or she wouldn't have got blocked. Um. So, she was calling him a milk face. Okay, that's, she gets blocked for that too. But you can't call James Charles a milk, face, a milk face. Like, by the way, the reason he even has his profile photo is because of me. He still keeps it Kevin for years. He said it's his most important thing in his, in his um, career or whatever, but he disrespected me and my team. And so I'm just like, I like James Charles, but I'm also like, you know, I keep my distance. I haven't followed him, but I still don't want anybody calling him a milk face. What does that even mean? But shout out to James Charles, sister. Hi sisters. Hi sisters. We're gonna see Dr. career fall apart soon, unfortunately, because you have to be really real in the next era for social media. You gotta be super real. Like people, like imagine if James Charles was your real estate agent. Um, people would not trust that. They would like be very. They're like, wait, this is like a whole facade you're doing. Like, are you really going? Are you really going to? You know help me sell my house properly, like, this is my biggest investment, like, I don't trust this transaction, you know, people, people would feel that, um, is there carrots and green beans And No, there's not, I don't eat carrots or green beans, um, mm. okay, so, back to our talk, probably to say, so, when I got my license, I got what the great brokerage called, Gary Green, Better Homes and Garden. Well, Better Homes and Garden, Gary Green. It was like a section of Better Homes and Garden. Some of y'all know them from the magazine, Better Homes and Garden's magazine. But they have a brokerage as well that's nationwide. And at the time, great brokerage. I had no issues with them. They supported me a lot. Gave me lots of training. Um... My commission split was about fifty-fifty, which at the time I thought it was fine because they were helping me so much with the, each transaction I did. But there became there, there's new models that came out. And we're gonna talk about that in a second about like slave real estate and how this new model has been so much more powerful than before. Let's see. Have you worked with Kylie? Um, yes, I have. Um, okay, but like that has nothing to do with, with real estate. So keep your keep your questions about real estate everyone who's commenting all right so when i was with better homes and gardens they had a great team very sweet people um there's a lot of a lot of emphasis on them having an actual physical office space and that's going to be important as we continue this conversation because at that point being a real estate agent became very expensive you're paying a monthly fee basically like a rent or leasing fee for the office and then you're paying for like all the technology fees and stuff which are not reasonable, but like it's, it's um, there just seem to be a lot of different fees and not as much control as there is in the, that my current brokerage, which is Exp, which is an amazing company. We're gonna talk about them a lot during this video because it's been they've been life changing for me. Um, love, love, love this company. Let's see. Let's go ahead and just lock this person too. Um, so they've been very, very powerful for me. But at that time, the brokerage the brokerage that I was with was like a family. With competition though, and that's important as well. Because of these brokerages they compete with amongst each other too. Like you want a brokerage that's going to be a community community for you that wants you to win and that actively supports you in winning. You know? Super important. Let's see, where do, where did you go to school for real estate and banking? I went to the Champion School of Real Estate, which is the different name now. I forget the new name of it, but there's lots of schools. Depending on your region, there's lots of schools for that. And there's a partner with EXP that's, I think, nationwide that you can do it all online. So you can get all type of excellent, um, excellent real estate um, training from, like, right from your home. But for California, it takes, like, the three months or something, you have to be in like there's a certain amount of time you have to you have to be in it. Um, no, there's not. It's not a physical location. It's online. You can be physical location for some of these classes, but I like to do mine online. And then you take the actual court, you take the actual um the bigger tests in person at the um you take it in person at the at like a, a, a testing location. It doesn't have to be a testing location in your in the city you're getting licensed in. It can be. Depending like depending on which like the state it is, but like a lot of times they have these testing facilities that you can test even if you're not in. Like I say, I'm, let's say I'm doing my Texas test again or something, I can do that test from um, from California from one of the facilities, and it still works just the same way, which is not, not which is not the same before. Before you had to kind of go in for the actual state. Like there was a whole different rules back in the day. Um, Cole, Keep your questions about real estate or be blocked. Um, Holly Joe says, "Rock Mercury, hey Holly Joe, good to see you." Um. So when I was out there, I realized how many incentives incentives that builders were giving real estate agents in Texas. They were doing anything to make sure that these um the real estate agents were bringing buyers to see this to see their homes. I was like, wow, there's this a whole industry right in that. Like, if you were, if I, if um, if a new real estate agent wants to make a big splash in the industry, they can get close to a, um, they can get close to a builder and work with them and kind of work with their incentives and stuff like that and kind of like just um, vibe out with them because they like they always have new homes, they always have offers and crazy amounts of like double your commission or triple you. Like, you know, we get an extra percentage of this and we'll give you this. Um, this gift or this t- like there's so many great things that they'll give you when you work with these builders so i suggest that for anyone anyone who's new in the real estate agent real estate industry as a real estate agent um working with builders is a great way to kind of jumpstart everything you're doing thank you empire for the gift appreciate it good afternoon to you too we're talking about real estate today um so that's a really good way so i did that i connected with them i went to all kind of events they pay for all kind of trainings um, they gifted us like crazy like they were just trying to be on our best side you know it just really make it makes sense um to partner with them holly says we just met with the owners of the home we have been renting for four years to buy the house congratulations that's amazing that's an amazing thing too so if you are renting there are ways you can negotiate with the owner of your property and depending on their intent and if, like, it like sometimes it's not possible because sometimes they want to keep the house for family reasons or you know for legacy things like that but a lot of times you can reach out to the ooh and do something called like a a lease to own or rent to buy kind of situation depending on the state you're in and build out a contract internally or you can do even you can even do owner financing to where the loan is is like just between you and the owner sometimes especially if you have a relationship with them that's something that's possible too so there's all types of ways to do to um to kind of go from renting to owning. Super cool. Um, Holly Joe says thank you. We're so excited. By far they have met all of our demands and upgr- for upgrades. Wow, that's amazing. Love that. Um so I wanted to talk about that because a lot of times when people come in the industry They're like trying to memorize everything. They're like, oh my gosh, like all of, all of these rules and stuff for the test. You have to learn all these kind of random facts that you won't really use that often, um, for like in real estate. Like you can, like you're not gonna, you know how you you do tests in school that you never use again. There's a lot of there's a lot of the tests you're not gonna use pretty often because they just want you to know the laws. But as far as like the actual business of real estate, the relationships are the most important. The connections and. Knowing like the team, knowing who like who's gonna help them, who's gonna be a loan officer, who's gonna be the inspectors you work with, who is going to be the home warranty crew that you're going to connect your clients with, like are you gonna refer the client out or in? Or are you taking referrals in? Like you know all these kind of things. People can get overwhelmed overwhelmed very very fast, and the rate of real real estate agents coming in the industry and leaving is super high because they don't realize they think it's such an easy entry entry to like be able to legally sell. That they think that's it, and so when they get in the actual industry, they realize that it's a you're running a full business, you know. So to be involved in a real estate business, you don't technically have to be a real estate agent or a realtor or realtor. Um, you don't technically have to do that, but like it's good to know the like how it all works to see why different realtors are calling you or why um, just why certain things are going on in the market because they can. A lot of these realtors can help you to understand that and teach and. Um, and teach you teach you like what you need to know for for your investments, you know. Real estate agents should be an asset. An educated asset. Floyd says my grandpa in Sacramento was part of making Zillow real estate. Oh wow. That's awesome. That's huge. I'm sure maybe he was really rich then. Um Let's see. Holly says, and the best part is this house has great karma. Oh wow! So many great things have happened since we arrived. That's a beautiful thing. So it means it's it's an emotional purchase. So I'm sure that because the great karma happened, and because you had a lot of great memories there, you're probably least likely to sell it at any point. But when you, if you get to buy it, you probably want to keep it in the family for long for years and years to come. You know, and there's going to be different properties like that that I never want to sell. Like I'm afraid that one that my main property that I want to buy in Manhattan Beach. I'm nervous that, like, no matter what amount of money I bring them, that they may not take it because it's such a perfect house. And I feel like they may want to give it to their family and I like, keep it in the line. And, I, and to even own that house, they must be uh, really, really rich. And so it kind of, like, it depends, but I really want that house so badly. So I'm going to try to find a way to get it. But I, I will respectfully, you know, move on and find another, find another house if these people, um, if it is that situation. Like, if it is, like, they're not trying to move for no reason. But until it gets to that point, I'm gonna offer them another million, another million, another million. I keep offering them more and more millions like wherever they, like till, till they find their number to take it because at least they'll get that money. Their family will love that money. They can buy another house on the same strip and, and still have money left over. So it's just like, I want that particular house so badly, but I understand that I may not be able to get it because of that reason, because emotions are really a big thing in real estate too. But I feel like everyone has a price, but some people don't really some people really don't have a price. Especially these people, they're older people, the ones that own the property that I want. Um, they are older and they you know, they they wanna be there every day. They wanna be at this place, you know? Let's see, I just got hundred and ten years in prison. What did you do, TikTok Tok Twan? And why are you on my page and not in jail? Um see somebody got some years in prison. And, and, and do you have a house you're going to be leaving that, that we can buy off of you since you're going to prison? Um, all right. So, it's important to recognize the whole system of like, oh, like, let's talk, you know what? City is saying that people do go to prison and then their house is going to a type of probate. It's not the same type of probate as like if somebody were to die. Probate is when a house goes, basically, that's, that's, that's the definition of probate. I know what probate means, but I want to kind of hear it like directly from Suri. Hey, Suri, what is the definition of probate real estate? Here's what I found. Oh, my God, it's like not, oh, so annoying, it's not reading it. Read it to me, read it to me. There's nothing to read. What? Hey, Story, what is the definition of probate? As a noun, probate means the official proving of a will. Do you want to hear the remaining one? Yes. As a verb, it means establish the validity of a will. Basically, you pass away and your house has to, like, it goes into probate and there's a whole system Then, if you don't have any family, sometimes that property can be so much cheaper than you ever could imagine to, to purchase, but it takes a long time to go through the process of probate to make sure there's nobody who's supposed to get it, you know? Um, let's say, I got a dang good view with my real estate. Dude, um, it says, dude, I'm alive. I'm trying to sell you my property. Um, okay. Interesting. What do you, well, I want to know, know why you're going to prison first because that, that determines if I even want to do business with you at all. So why are you going to prison for 100, 110 years? Um, that's that's what we gotta talk about. Cause not all money's good money, y'all. That's one thing I realized too. There's some there's some really great deals I've had to walk away from, due to shady business people I've worked with. Um, let's see, courtyard looking nice, huh? I can't right, cause if it's like a mortgage, like mortgage fraud, you probably don't want to do business with them. Yeah, exactly. If they're going to prison. They're they probably doing some illegal stuff. I don't want any part of no legal activity. My business, like, that can ruin your business, especially if you're a broker, too. If you do a brokerage, because at some point, as a real estate agent, after a few years, depending on what state you're in, you, you can become a broker, and then you start managing other agents. But then you have an, something called EIO, which is emis, Emissions of Error Insurance. It's an E-O-I, Emissions of Error Insurance. Um, Let's see. Zola, so says... Just say, just say, I got an elevated view. It's smaller, but I can see everything everybody around me been okay, I don't to wait you being serious, trying to get it from me, but they don't got enough capital um this sounds sketchy. I'm not interested, um yeah, but thanks for offering Boom. The important thing with probate is to be patient. because when you're in a probate situation, it can take like four years. But during that four years, you get it for a a solid rate and then it it accrues even more um, equity on top of it, depending on if it's the state selling it. Very similar to to, um, foreclosure. Foreclosure doesn't take as long but you can get it for a much better rate than the market, depending on the agent you're in. Out here, you can get a foreclosure and still end up paying full market value, just because of how much the demand for the market is. And then it's just, it's just really not a not a worth it. You know. Let's see. I love I love your lives. Thank you. My, thank you, Maine. Appreciate you coming in. What's up, Zoits? hello rock. I truly love you. I can't. <laughs> Floyd says, are you a are you an agent? Yes, I am an agent. I'm not a broker. Not a broker yet. I, I could. I have enough time in the industry to be a broker, but there's a lot of insurance that involves that in that's involved in being a broker. And I just I don't want to be responsible for other agents at this moment. I like being an agent myself. It's really been great for me. Um, and it's one of my businesses. I have multiple businesses, but I love doing that. I love the access to these homes because then I get to go and tour beautiful homes. My main goal right now is I don't want to be like doing. I want to refer all my business out, and then I want to um, just keep making tour videos of beautiful homes that I would like and I want to see, so that people can be um, so that people can see these be- these gorgeous homes. And sometimes these homes are on the market for a second because they sell so quick. And if you can get in there right then, then people can see these homes for the first time in years and years. Because sometimes people own the houses for over ten years, you never get to see the inside of the house. So it's like I love the the concept of touring new houses on the market. Um, and then generating leads and people like leads for my other, my other, other agents that I kind of partner with, but like mainly like send out referrals to because I don't like manage them. That's more of what I like to do. That's more of how I set my business up at Slave Real Estate, that world to so go to check them out. Vase um, says, I love how straight, how straight you are. Ha, ha ha. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, straightforward you are. I'm very straightforward. I don't play with none of these people. Um, Zoid says sheesh. Sheesh what? Um, let's see. You got 780,000 cash only. What in the world? Why would I give, why would I, like that's, this is a ghetto transaction. I would never do business with you, Twan. Sorry. Like this is so ghetto. You already came in here. You told me that you're in prison for 110 years. You told me that you have a property that nobody has a capital for. Now you're telling me, do I have $780,000 cash on me? You think I'm going to send that to you for any reason at all? You probably don't even have the title to your company. And if you did, this sounds very sketchy. Because Just because you have the title doesn't mean that there's may, there, may, there may not be a dispute within title, along the chain, the title. So I, don't, I would never do business with you. Like That's so sketchy. Um, let's see. Mine is Mine has really only been on the market for three days. Well, good luck to your market. Um, Floyd says, "Rock, does your team watch your lives? Um, they might. Some of them might. I don't know. I, may, I don't. Here's the thing. I did. I was working with the team at one point. I'm kind of in a space where I don't know. I don't like being disrespected, and so I feel like I've been disrespected by the team that I was considering partnering with, and may I think I may actually be partnering with them at this point. But I just there's a lot of things that are very disrespectful that happened." And so I just feel like i don't I'm not sure if I want to continue with them or how i want to how I want to um go forward with the situation so we'll see I'm still kind of in a pending situation with that, which is okay, but it's just with my brokerage it's okay for that to happen, but you have to be very careful who you're working with and I don't like people who are very um who are what's the word um ungrateful ungrateful and just disrespectful and so I'm just kind of, I'm going back and forth on it. Like, I don't I don't really tolerate a lot, but there's a lot of money involved in this team situation. So I'm still trying to figure out how I want to navigate it. So if my team is watching, then I'm still thinking. I'm still not sure what I want to do next. I actually haven't been responding to them right now because I just don't, I'm not really sure what I want to do next with that, with that particular situation. But that's real too. Like, be careful who you get a team with. Be careful, like, really look at, don't look at the money. Only, or like, look at the whole situation and see, if this is gonna be a good match to work with consistently all the time. You know, like, I, I don't know if I know if I want that. Let's see. I can't base it. The CEO assigned 2, 221 to me officially. 221, you, you still have not told me why you're in prison, Tuan. You need to tell me, you need to tell me why you're in prison. Otherwise, I'm blocking you because I don't even like. That's the only thing I care about at this point. I'm not. I'm not doing business with you at all. Like, there's no way I'll do business with you. But I want to know why you're in prison because I'm curious. All right, user says yes. He sounds under underhanded. Rock block him. I'm gonna block him in a second. Um, Listen, I can go. I can go to 740 cash, but it ain't gonna last. You keep it then. Um, Say so you got. Block that. You said you got six honey buns and a couple soups. Okay, thank you for blocking them because I was just—they're getting so boring. Thank you for blocking that person. I'm gonna mute them too. Oh my goodness, the gatacity of it all, the gutaciousness, the gutaciousness, you guys. Ashley, Ashley, I have I have a file open on my computer right now for my Logic Pro, and I'm working on the first song of, of the new album. So it's like actually being recorded now. Like I've already did the writing part. But now it's like where are started. Like we're, I plan on finishing this song by today. So it'll be the first one. Then I, each day I'm doing another one. I'm going to the beach today to write the next song for tomorrow to make sure it's ready. And I'm just going to be doing it every day for nine days. And then hopefully by the, by the, in the nine days I'm releasing that album. That's a whole side note. If you want to hear my music, it's available on all platforms. Check it out. Um, let's see. Fuser says, prison does not sound good rock. No, it does not. And as a real estate agent, like, you're responsible for a lot of things. Like, you can end up in prison yourself as a real estate agent if you, like, if some law, if you, like, miss, miss some kind of law or something, or there's, like, all, there's kind of all kind of lawsuits that can happen, and I just, you want to, you want to work with high quality people, no matter what part you're in real estate, even if you don't have a license. It is also commercial real estate. We'll get into that as well, because I'm going into that region. I want to talk about that. So, Actually, let's go into that now because I want to talk about I want to talk about that. I'm gonna choke on a mushroom. So, Ashley, <laughs> Ashley says, "Yay! I'm so happy my weight has been over." Yes, it's coming, it's coming. I'm so. I'm so excited to come out with it. Then after that, I have a long album coming. <coughs> I got my windpipe. Then I got it out, though. Yeah, it's out. Let's see. Rock, why does it give me like a warning when I visit your page? Oh my god, what's the warning say? Chief Coles, um. Yeah, what is please tell me what kind of warning it is, Floyd. I really wanna know. It's never done it before. Can you take a screenshot of it and, and DM it to me, if you can? Or just like tell us what it says by chance? Cause that's so frustrating because TikTok has been trying to silence me for a while. Um so it's weird to try to silence me and then they give me a lot of followers or they give me like traffic on my lives. It's like so it's like a bipolar behavior from them. I don't know if you know what's going on. Um so with commercial real estate, a lot of people don't realize that the same license that you get for um for residential, you can also use for commercial depending on what brokerage you decide to sign with. Now a lot of the brokerages either do residential or commercial, so you kind of have to you kind of have to choose. It. You can't really do both at most. But my agency does both. But they have. A, we also have a separate sister company that does commercial, which is EXP Commercial. So because I have two licenses, I'm going. I'm going to be able to sign up with the commercial side very soon. I'm working on that now, so I can be able to have uh, my residential business run through California and my internet, my commercial business go through. who <laughs> God, that really got me. I think the spice got me. <laughs> After that, so. The residential business goes through, um, through, so the commercial business goes through Texas. You know, that's, that's my goal right now. Thankfully, I have two licenses. People keep looking at my house. So weird. Um, I'm okay. Yeah. It's just, it's like literally a mushroom. I'm, I'm talking and eating. You know how it goes. But, um, but Floyd, can you please let me know what the notice said? Um, he's right. They have a warning message entering your page. Yeah, what does the warning message say, Ashley? Do you know anybody know? Can somebody tell me what it says on the warning? So this is frustrating that they're doing this. Um. Well, I think TikTok itself needs a warnings page on this whole thing because they're trying to get shut down by the FCC. So that's a whole other thing. How do they put a warning on my page? Somebody, please let me know what it says. Um all right so I just really and, and, and actually if you can if you can screenshot it that'd be amazing and send it to my DMs they didn't they did they did it I don't see one maybe maybe your page isn't updated I don't know let's just see let's see what what it says I'm so curious what they're doing um, Here's yeah, so the commercial real estate you can actually sell commercial commercial properties like warehouses and stores and everything um, Big Pimpin says I think they're lying no they're not lying they're they're my good people here Ashley says high risk high risk yeah exactly Big Pimpin says no they need to, Big Pippin needs to correct themselves um, high risk of what just says high risk in general what in the world what is a high risk Nothing personal, my bad. Yeah, you're bad, don't call them a liar. Like, that is personal. To call somebody a liar is personal. Um, Holly Joe says, I wonder if I go out and come back in, if I'll see that too. Yeah, please, somebody please screenshot it and send it to my DMs. Whoever's a friend friend of mine on here, please screenshot and send it to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Well. In that commercial real estate world, you can also see, you can also do an entire, you can sell an entire business, including the whole system and the employees, everything. You can sell all the equipment. It's a whole other world. You can sell to investors for investment properties. Like if you want them to buy like a multi-unit apartment building or townhouses or a whole community, you can sell. there's a lot of options with that, so a lot of people stick to the real estate side. I mean, because um, that's, that's all they know is the residential side. But as I'm learning, it's a, it's a little bit more challenging to do the commercial side because you have a whole different like market, a whole different type of person. A lot of the investors in the com- in the commercial side are more A types or or D types, whatever you call them. I think I think uh, for some for some of the victors, the um, the sectors. Let's see, I thought this person real quick. Um, so for some of the people, it's like called an A-type personality, but then some of the other scales, is a D type. So I really think that it's about gonna okay? a bye, bye to that person. <laughs> bye to that person, how dare they? It's hilarious. I'm trying to I'm trying to like talk what I can. Um, so let us pray. I love it. Let us pray. <laughs> I will say this just to just to mention as a side note um, somebody reported my page when I did my mental health um talk to you guys letting letting people know about mental health and how you know it's like the different ways to keep your, your your mental health really healthy and I kind of discussed different things about you know the struggles of mental health for people um, and somebody apparently reported my page and said that I was like a high risk for um, for self-harm or something and so they gave me. They sent me a, a message saying someone is worried about you. That's what it said. On, on, I, I screenshotted it, but it says someone's worried about you. Here's some resources to help you in case you in case you're you know in danger or something. And I was like, what in the world? Like I literally was telling other people how to, to how to create you know healthy ha- healthy mental health um, habits. You know, so like why are they over? Why is somebody over here doing that? And I think it was probably a troll some troll or some like crazy religious person is like, oh, this person needs help, da-da-da. I'm like, why would they do that? And it's just frustrating that a person can say that and then they're going to put a high-risk thing on my page. Like, are they serious? Are they serious? It's either that or I wonder if the words I said when I talked about the mental health subject on my on my few podcasts ago, I wonder if the words I said triggered them to do that automatically. You know, because sometimes there's like a, a AI situation. But I don't know. It's so frustrating. I don't even care though as long as I don't shut my page down again i'm just like gonna keep on going um and so for commercial real estate even even the average person you don't have to have qualifications to get into that and to invest within commercial real estate you can um you can even partner up with your friends and stuff and do like different do different shares of of a a real estate business let's say you're buying a car wash or something and all your friends want to put in Hundred thousand dollars each to buy a car wash, and then you guys all profit off of it. You split the profits up, and that's how you gain your income back from it. Like, there's different ways to do that, and so I love commercial real estate because it just gives you just so many options to have to be creative with um, with the com- community you're in. And it helps you build up the community because everybody's using these commercial properties. They're like open for the public. That's the whole point of commercial. It's not like pr- it's not private situation. It's it's a lot of it's public. I mean, some of it is is private company. Like it's it's public land, but the like the warehouse you're buying is like the only people who work for that company can work there kind of thing, but it's still a public commercial property. So it depends on like the the zoning of it, but I find it so interesting and I want to like switch over to that over to that. but I think my part in it because I've sold I've sold properties. I've worked with really big companies. it's been great. but I think that the um, I think that my space in it is creating content. Like, I love, like, I have a, a videographer, I have a whole team, and we're, like, working on some new videos where we tour these properties, even the commercial properties, and I'm just, I feel like that's the way, because every real estate professional is looking for these new leads, people who, can, who they can service, and that's the biggest commodity. Like, it's easy to learn all the contracts and stuff, but do you have enough clients who are interested? Like, our, do your clients see you as the... Um, the 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 person to get it to get it done to get the job done or the team to get the job done you know that's the part and so i feel like if i'm showing people what they want to see which i want to see too is these properties discussing them then i feel like i feel like that's going to provide me all of the um provide me like the leads that i can i can um, refer out to my teams my team of people who i like trust so basically like it would be Instead of having a contract with these teams, they just know that, hey, this is our commission split. I get a split steal. They get their money, too. Like they work with the client directly. I stay involved in the process to the closing. And then they, we split the situation. Like we get it split at the end. And so I feel like that's a better move for me because I don't want to represent any more clients it takes so much time out of your out of your um, situation. Some, some people love it. Some people live for that part, and I think it's awesome. And it is awesome in a way. Like I I, I liked it, but I love making content more. I feel like I can reach more people with more con- with content. There's home tour videos that have millions of views just because people want to see that house. They haven't they've never seen the house before. They never like it. Just sometimes sometimes you have to convince the um, the homeowners to even let you show the house or property online. Like. It's very rare, so people want to see it. Holly says, I think TikTok needs to investigate the people that make reports for real. I agree with you, but I also agree that TikTok needs to invest, investigate themselves. <laughs> They're full of corruption. But, love you, TikTok. Thanks for the platform. Um. No. Yeah. Hot mess. So originally, I was going to go into this industry industry with my ex, cause he he knew like a lot about real estate too, and he knew a lot about architecture. So we were going to kind of team it up and do like help people buy houses and we re, like refurbish them things for for clients, and then buy our own properties and. Create like different Airbnb kind of situations, um, but internal, and it was gonna be really cool. But of course, that didn't work out because we're divorced now. Thankfully, um, that would have been a terrible partner to have on there, um, which is why I'm, which is why I'm been so like, I've really like been learning about the the partnership that I was thinking or still considering what I'm gonna do going forward with it. Like, when you're in these kind of partnerships and you've already been in a really rough situation. You're like, wait, do I want the stress of this? Do I want to go into a situation where I'm going to be treated in this kind of way? You know, like you've you start to see like what you're going to put up with. So I suggest if you guys have been through any hardships or something, like let that be an example of not to look at the money when you're partnering with people. That's the most important thing I can tell you. Like who you work with is everything. When my first agency I worked with, they were great. I had a great team for um, Better Homes and Gardens. My main issue at that time was that at the time my family was not as accepting of who I am, like sexuality wise, um, and we had some issues, and so I wanted to leave the state and go to go back to LA where it was more acceptance there. But my my business was going great; they loved me there. I was I was hosting major events, like we were doing amazing there. We were selling big, big, huge houses. It was a, I had a great time. Um, this new situation. There's a lot of like, it seemed great on the outside, but there's a lot of things I don't trust about the people who are in the team. And so I'm just like, not sure. And they may even see this in the future. I don't even care, honestly, at this point, I'm like, whether I decide to go for it or not. It's just, I know my worth, I know my value. I know how educated I am in this. I've been in the game for a long time. I'm not gonna just do something because it's like, it worked before, because I, cause I thought it made sense before due to the due to the amount of, um, of sales value happening. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not in that space anymore. So I take my time and I decide when I want to respond, what I want to do with the situation. And I suggest you guys do that ahead of time because I do remember when I first dealt with this with this situa- situation. Now the brokerage is great. The brokerage is amazing. Um, it just depends on who you're gonna work with with the actual team part. The brokerage I'm with um, is EXP Real Realty. If you ever got if you guys ever do decide to go with them, I do ask that you please consider me being your sponsor and reach out to me on um, slave real because I would love to support you and being a sponsor for you to come through. Um, it's, you know, it's an amazing company. They've been great for me. Um, but it's more about like, they have, they have a system where they, they set you up with a mentor and everything. And they um, they have like amazing digital, like kind of metaverse a metaverse brokerage that's that's not brick and mortar like a lot of the older agencies that had all these like expenses and crazy, crazy costs to operate. Um, this is our cloud brokerage, which means that you can visit the office at any time, even today. Well, today's Saturday, but during the week, they have class, classes all through the day. And technically, even today, there's some people on staff that I can reach out to if I have something going on with the transaction. And they're all on this metaverse land that you can see me do a tour of it in my, in my YouTube videos about the real estate, um, the EXP world, that's what it's called. But it's amazing, you create your avatar, you go through, you, you can sit in different conferences, different meetings, different training courses. Um, it's just so many options on there. You can connect and do full-out meetings with your clients. You can, you can give your clients a guest pass to the campus, they call it a campus. And it really looks like a campus too. Um, and you go in there and you can you know share your slides um, communicate, transfer documents between each other. Like you can do a whole um, a sit down. It feels like you really are with that person because they can hear you, they can see you, um, they can move around and take a walk with you through the, through the world and still hear you the whole time. Um, it's just, it's another, it's a game changing kind of situation that allows agents to work even more efficiently from their homes and still feel as connected as they as if they were in an office even more connected because when these real estate offices were there like they were only the office that you were in your region in the EXP world there's agents from all over the nation and the world you know like it's not just a nation but it's literally like there's people I see from from Canada from Portugal from Brazil from Mexico like like there's people everywhere there's some people from France like it's they're all there to um, connect and work together you know to send referrals out to you know, who can, who can help your client the best in these different regions, they all do a great job because we're held to a higher standard at EXP. Like they don't play, they want us to be supported and do, they want, they want us to have a great, a great reputation for every tra- transaction we do. And so it's just super important to choose very wisely what, um, what brokerage you decide to work with. Even if you're just a buyer or seller, you want a brokerage that has a robust team around your transaction. You know. So another great thing about my brokerage is that unlike my other brokerage that I first started with with the fifty fifty split, there's opportunities to get to a hundred percent split with the That's going you get a hundred percent of your money after capping. So look into that. I don't wanna to go too far into that because it's like complicated. Well, it's, not, it's, it's actually very simple. I just don't want to say anything in this video that's like not right for my license. You're not to, there's certain things you're not supposed to talk about. So I'm gonna leave it at that because you can go and research it for yourself and have videos talking all about it. But it's amazing that that possibility even exists. No other brokerage allows you to get to that place. For the most part, like other brokerages, the highest they'll go is like an 80%, an 80-20% split. Like they're, not, they're not even going to do a 90-10, but yet we're, we're here at 100% after capping at like, depending on where you are, it could be anywhere near like 16,000, which is like a few transactions you're capped and you get, you get 100% and you get, you get some stock depending on the situation. So like just look into it. It's like, I don't want to go into too many number details because then it can, I just don't want to be in, um, what do you call it, in violation. What is is that a wasp? That's oh, a fly it's on the outside of my window not the inside. Okay, that's good. Um, but yeah, so I think it's super important to choose the right place to work with, no matter if you're a real estate agent, a buyer, a seller, an investor. Um, investors would would love to work with, with ESP commercial because they have a robust support team there to make sure that everything is organized through that transaction and you want a multi-million dollar transaction, which most of the commercial properties are going to be in a higher range, like in the upper millions, you know, because it's commercial property goes way higher, and the commissions are a little different. Depending, it's like it's a little bit, it's not as customary as um as a residential property where it's like, oh, you customarily get a certain percentage. I can't talk about the percentage because it's like it depends for each state for each state. Um, the, in commercial real estate. If you're selling a 100, $100 million um, shopping mall, your commission is going to be a little bit different structure. You still get a lot of money, you may not get the same percentage as you would of a residential. But it'll be even more money because the percentage, even a lower percentage, is still very high net income for that transaction. A little different. But my plan. Once I have my license in both of them, I just want to make sure that any client I have, whether you're a residential or, or even right now I can do that, but I want to have a full division for commercial. Because even, because the commercial agency is our sister company, a sister brokerage, I can still um, refer out to, to my sister brokerage, but it's like, I, I want to be in that game as well. I want to be in both, I'm lucky because I have two licenses, but some people don't have that situation. But if I had to pick between the two, if I only had one license and I had to pick the pick to hold my license at one of the places, I think I would pick commercial. Even though I'm in, real, I'm in residential now, I think commercial would have been would be the optimal situation for my for my personality, for my mental like for my enjoyment. What I enjoy about real estate, I love that type of those type of transactions. Um, so some people love residential and that's beautiful. And that's, and that's for them. They have, you can do, you can do either one or, or both if you get another license. So I want people to know the options out there. Like we are in a world of bountifulness and the agent of the past, like my, my, one of my main issues with the real estate industry is that people, the average public doesn't trust a lot of realtors or real estate agents. And that frustrates me because it's like, they, they think that they're like oh these are scammers or lazy da, da 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 all this stuff I'm like what does that mean like how do we get how do we get so untrusted like we're, we're as untrusted as a car salesman or something which also I don't think they deserve that level of disrespect because car salesmen are needed like you gotta sell a car you need a car you gotta sell one plus from somebody I mean I guess technically there's kind of sketchy because technically you could buy a, a car off of, off of online there's ways to do that so I was like why is there even any car salesman? You know, so I guess that can be said, but a car settlement can be a little sketchy on, on what they tell you, how far low they can go for the price of a car. But I just think that it's, it's so much work that goes behind every real estate transaction and every realtor who's actually producing and, and making, you know, transactions and closing deals. They work so hard that and they're, so trust, they're so fiduciary and trustworthy that it makes me sad to hear how people view the real estate industry like, it's not, that's not true. Like these people really care and they want you to be in your home. They they take great pride in it. They don't want to lose their license for doing anything wrong. So they're doing the best they can to make sure that they, you know, give you the best service and get you in your home with your biggest purchase of your life. So I just would love for the world to stop being so disrespectful to realtors and real estate agents because I know that they knock on your door and they can seem a bit cheesy. So some some of it's the real estate agent's fault. Sometimes it is their fault. They're like, they just so cheesy like, Hi, Mr. Seller. Hi, Mr. Buyer. Oh wow, isn't this a great house over here? Oh yeah, ooh, look at these ceilings. Ooh, a wall over there. Oh my god, that's a wall. Oh well, wow, you can put a TV right there. Oh my goodness. That is really great. Um, you know, it's just like really amazing, isn't it? Great. Um like that kind of vibe. like that. They can come they can kind of seem off. They can kinda of seem like a little a little bit inauthentic. Because they were taught to do that at first. That's how they're portrayed in the industry or in the in the media. So for me as real well as I mean with y'all right now, this is how real I am with my clients. I let them know, hey, this is the deal. The situation: the buyers say they're not—they're not gonna—they're not—they don't like the offer you're giving them. They don't like this. We gotta change it up. Do you want the house that badly? How bad do you want this? All right. If you—if you play games, we're not gonna get it. Get approved right away. And okay, do do you like? Does the paint color in the kitchen really matter that much? That you're gonna wait too much longer? Like, let's not play with emotions. I I keep it so real with my clients because if I don't, then they're gonna lose their house. These houses are going like that. They're moving fast there's no time to lily gag around like is that a word lily gag lily. lily there's some word called lily something there's no there's no time to play around I want to curse but I can't because you know this is a clean podcast but it's just there's no time Lily gag so lily gag is a word okay there's no time there's no time for lily gag around We got to get this contract in before somebody else buys the cash and we gotta tell the sellers how your your like personal life story is so relatable that they wanna choose you instead of the other offers that are in. And we gotta give it an offer that's good enough so that they, the sellers don't feel disrespected. This is not the time to save money. If you're like for example, if you're trying to sell a house with your client, or let's say you're trying to buy a house yourself, that's not that's not the time to try to save a few dollars a few thousand or whatever. Like depending on your market, you don't wanna disrespect that other, that clients um, the, the, the seller you don't you don't want to disrespect the the seller people when they feel disrespected they'll go out of their way to not pick you they'll lose money on themselves just to feel like how dare they disrespect me I've lost deals because my clients disrespect disrespected the seller I don't disres- I do not disrespect the seller because I know who holds the title the seller does so they need to be respected at the utmost so that they can close this deal they're the only ones who can make that make like they have what we want we're trying to buy what they have and if they don't want to give it to us, or if they want to pick somebody else, it's up to them. So it is, like, you have to respect them at the utmost. Um, and, and, and you don't have to be fake to respect them. You can be, just keep it very real. Um, you can work through their agent, or if, they, if they're a for sale by owner, which I saw a for sale by owner at the park the other day, um, at Manhattan Beach. There was a for sale by owner right by the new, by the, um, the Bruce's Beach. Where it's like the first black-owned beach, there's one right like right on the um, the border of it, and it was a big old house that is for sale by owner. And I was I was kind of curious of calling them, but something in my heart told me that these people might be like racist or something because like they're the fact that they're moving right now, right when this beach was given to the to the black community or given to the rightful black owners that started the, that community. I kind of felt weird that they were selling it by owner. Such a big house though bro. i'm not sure i have their numbers so i might reach out to them we'll see i don't usually like working with um for sale by owner people because they even by listing their house for sale by owner they've already disrespected the whole real estate industry they're telling you they're saying that they don't need a real estate agent they can do it themselves. And they usually can't. They usually, they usually don't, they don't even know what to do afterwards. They have no idea what the next steps are. They get lost. They are stuck in delusions. You know? It's just very interesting, you know? It's just very sad. So, I don't usually like going through the stress of that. It's very stressful to try to convince anyone of anything. To pull them out of their fantasy land that their house is worth so much money more than it, than it really is worth. That's a whole job in itself. I'm not interested in that a lot of times. Anitra, good to see you. Hey, Rock. Hey, hey. I like to do such a great job so people come to me. When it comes to real estate, I'd like them to see what we do, see our, see our services and this come, they, they reach out to us and they do. Like right now I have hundreds of people who reach out to me. I I still have to go through a lot of people right now. We have waiting lists of people, but it's great. Still reach out so we'll get to you, but we have waiting lists of people who want to work with our company. So um, I like that better. I don't want to go buy for somebody's business. It's not worth it to me. It's like. I got to convince you, why wow, are you the right person for my to to my house? Because you called me. That's why I'm the right person. you want to sell this house or not? Like, they need somebody who's real. I get a lot of people don't trust the realtors, and maybe that's why they, why they are getting such a bad branding, but for if you're a realtor out there, or a real estate agent watching this, keep it real with them. Don't be fake for these people. Don't... If you don't... Like, I don't smell often. You want to see the back of my card? Oh, my card's a mess. I shouldn't... I'm not going to show it, actually, because it's in the other room, but... I picked the crazy card for mine for my first one. I, my, my number's on this. I don't want to show it right now. But I picked like a fashion photo for mine. I don't really smile that often. um, And so I don't want them being lying, thinking they're like, oh, I'm going to come here. Come here all smiling. Oh, hi, hi, hi. No. Let's get your house sold. Let's buy you a house. Let's buy you a business. Let's buy you a grocery store. If you're looking for a real estate agent, and that agent seems too good to be real or too fake, how is that going to translate within a real deal going on for something that's important to you? I've turned down, I've turned down people because their agent was annoying, and I've canceled their listing, or I've like picked another picked another offer with with the client. I'm like, yo, this offer. These people are kind of sketchy. They're kind of seeming inauthentic. You do what you want to do, but let me know what you think about this because I'm not feeling the vibe of this vibe of this agent. And they're like, oh, that's fine because we have multiple offers, so we'll go to the other person. Okay, cool. Up to you. They choose for themselves, but I let them know. I keep it very real with them. Hey, this is what's going on. What do I do next? What do you want to do next? Because it's up to them. It's their money. It's their money. You know, It's their house. So you can't make decisions for them, but you can definitely, as an agent, give them your professional advice. And nobody wants to deal with an annoying transaction. Nobody wants to deal with more stress at the closing at the closing table. So before we, before we end this one, I want to go kind of through the process of a, a buyer and a seller. All right? I'm going to go through both of them because I kind of give you a background of why I'm in the industry, why I love it, what I'm doing now, what kind of content you can expect going forward of a lot of house tours and a lot of commercial property tours i'm very excited to get into that even more i want to get some drones i think i had a drone before about a new drone because you need like i need like a new drone that's like more precise than the last one i need a drone i need like a i'm just just gonna hire the photographer that has it because the drone we got was just i don't know it's it's just it just seemed like a little unstable compared to what i've seen out there in the market so i kind of want to get the newer one it's way more expensive but it's worth it or just get somebody who has it. Like there's like our, our brokerage has a company that comes out and does it for you. So I may just do them going forward. So they also do 3D tours, but you want to provide the best service for your clients. So let's say you're a buyer, you're a buyer. You have a job or something, or you have your some career, some kind of income flow that you can prove to your loan office, or you have cash. So you have so if you don't have a, if you don't have cash to buy the property right away, then you need to get financing, do a loan officer in a bank. Um. From there, you would contact the loan officer. You would get in contact with a real estate agent first, so you kind of know the idea of what's available and how much money you should be trying to get um, qualified for or be asking for fund the bank for the kind of property you're looking for, but the real estate agent can help you to kind of understand what what you're looking at, like what the numbers you're gonna be looking for when you talk to your loan officer so that you don't get approved for too little to where you can't compete in the market. And then from there, you get it pre-approved through them, or you work on getting pre-approved. Sometimes you have to repair some credit or repair, some situation that may be on your, There there might be something on your record there's different kind of things that can happen. Put that charge her in. Um, and then from there, once you're pre-approved, we start pulling a, a list of homes that you like. You, you, uh, now you know what kind of home you like because that's how you figured out how much the, um, how much loan you're gonna need. So you said, oh, I want a three bedroom, I want a garage, I want two bathrooms, two and a half bathrooms or whatever, I want a backyard, you know, you let them know. Jim. The real estate agent. Find some homes that meet your meet your, meet your criteria. Your criteria. Right. So the real estate agent find some properties. That meets what you what you' what you're looking for for your family or for yourself in your email you try to choose which ones work for you which ones do you want to see them the real estate agents agent scheduled open um, schedules viewings <coughs> viewings for you or finds out it's just an open house already a bit, um, scheduled for it they schedule schedule like a private viewing where, or appointment, a showing, they call it, where the owners of the house or the people who are are, um, inhabiting it are out of the house for a moment and you get to just walk through and kind of see. That's important that they're not in the house because they're not supposed to see, depending on the situation, they're not always supposed to see like who's coming in so that there's no discriminatory situation. It, It depends on the state, right? But, then you go to through the house, you see if it's something that matches your criteria, and let's say that you like the first house you find, or you go to a few different houses. You like this house a lot, it's a, such a great house for you, it has everything you ask for, you like, I wanna put an offer in. Your agent prepares the offer, they talk with, you guys talk about how much you're willing to put down, or to offer, you get it, you send that, like a certified offer, over, now, Oh before that happens, before you even see houses you start you sign an agency represent, representation with the, with the, um, the realtor that you're working with before they even take you to houses that, sh- that should be done. And it's super important to do that because you guys both be, you guys are both protected by that. The agent's protected and the client the client is protected as well and, and um, guaranteed to get fiduciary service by doing that you know it's super important to get that signed ahead of time. Um, and so the next thing, um, I am, I am illa. You need to ask questions that are involved with our conversation. I like the, Your question is not involved with what we're talking about. So please ask a better question. All right. Um, then from there, once you've decided that this is the house you want, you're already you're represented by the agent, They um, you write an offer, the agent reaches out to the listing to the, uh, to the seller's agent and finds out like if this, if there's other offers in, Hopefully this offer is even um adequate for the situation, like for the um for the property, so that there's not any too much competition. So your offer doesn't get denied. Because if it gets approved, you're immediately under a type of contract. You know, it, it, it depends on the state you're in, but you're like locked into that deal. And then you start moving forward and start getting inspections. Um, let's see. What's the biggest size? you've What in the world? I'm to delete this person too um so then you so then from there like you you um if if they accept the offer if they don't accept it you can offer again it's a whole new offer you can adjust your offer and change send a whole other one in um you see if they you know you can call and see if they you know just something that that made them reject the offer and you can adjust it or, or not or you move on to a new property Sometimes the offer gets rejected because it's already under contract by the time you send it in. Then, from there, you get home inspections. These are so the bank is not giving you a loan for something that isn't worth what the loan is. You know? appraisals inspections it's a process yeah it's a whole process that's right the appraisals i think every buyer should have their own inspection done too you know so you have two different people for that the appraisal appraiser and the inspector the inspector is more for the integrity of the property so you know actually what you're dealing with so you don't buy it and end up having to replace some foundational issue or a roof, or something crazy that's gonna take the price up the roof. You can't afford. So that's some super important thing. Then you begin the title process, the closing process. Once you, once you guys, once everything is done, like if, if it all matches out, if the appraisal matches the amount of, or like near the amount of what your loan is, you can decide there if you want to pay the difference, or maybe you, maybe it's over the amount. Like it, it depends. That rarely happens, but. Let's see, iClowney says, my daughter just received her real estate license. It's a lot involved. Yeah, she just started now. Like don't, don't let her, like she needs to go to a lot of training with, with, um, with realtors who are in the industry in your, in your area, because they can help her. They, you don't want her to like work so hard to get her license just to lose it from missing some law or something that she just didn't know. You know, there's so many things that are like little loophole situations. So be very careful. I don't have it as run into the industry like that. Some people do that and they, and they get in big issues. Not on purpose. Because when people, when somebody gets screwed over on in a real estate deal, they go right to the real estate agent first. So you immediately get into a situation where, um, you immediately get into a situation where like, they don't really, they may like you as a person, but because it's, a, it's their biggest transaction, you're the only person they can sue because they feel that they got done wrong some way. So you just want to see if you can avoid any of that by making sure your process is seamless and that there's no, like you follow all the, like you did all the little laws of this amount of days for this and that many days for that. Like there's so many different like little legalities within the process. i also suggest if you're a real estate agent, get a transaction coordinator. Major important. And if you can afford it, also get a um an assistant an administrative assistant mm-hmm. with experience in real estate there's enough of them out there like don't don't train them too because you you don't need you don't need to train somebody else you need somebody who knows what they're doing already they can jump in the game with you and know enough to help if you're training them, then you have to do a whole other job at that point. So they may cost more. You can't get it from the Philippines for $3 an hour like they, like they try to market. You need to get somebody who, like, maybe from America or from wherever your area is and already has had experience in real estate. It will save you so much stress. So much stress. Um, so then the house goes through title. To discover if there's any issues or hiccups in title, you want to get title insurance. You want to get homeowner's insurance. Look at in your look if your areas in a flood zone or a tornado zone. All these kind of things. Let's see. I county says she says she's going to need an assistant. Thank you for for sharing your knowledge of this. It wrecks my nerves. Yeah, get her an assistant, and she needs that. Pay a good price for them. I paid my assistant a whole lot of money. I'm getting getting a new one, but the one I had, she was great. But she like, like it was a timing situation. She She had to leave for her own reasons, nothing related to our work. It was her own personal life. But I paid her a lot of money. She got she got paid very well for what she did. Um, it's worth it. She knew what she was doing, and it saves you. From because it's already stressful in the game, and she needs to be at different networking events. As a real estate agent, like you, after you have your transaction coordinator and everything, you need to just be at networking events to get the deals going and get your get an idea of what other agents are doing in your market and how they can help you and support you do it. Because that, that's how you're gonna really win, you know. It's, and then just know that like she has to know that so many of the agents fall out the game, and especially with the whole recession happening now. There's a huge percentage, I think there's like 30% of them are gonna fall off. That's what that's what the, um, the National Association of Realtors has like quoted or like predicted that like over 30% of the, of the agents are gonna fall off in this next few years because of the recession. So she needs to know that now so that she can make it a point internally to not be one of those percentages, to be part of the small percent of people who like hunker down and really like make make it work on this. Like she needs to not think it's easy Whatever it took for her to get a real estate agent, her real estate license, it's easy compared to what it's going to take to learn what she really needs to know to represent these clients. Like, like I said, I've been, in, I've been in the industry for over 10 years with, with my licenses, and I'm still learning literally every day, every single day. I'm still like, when I go to the beach today, I'm, in fact, before I got on today, I was listening to another real estate podcast. By the way, I love this podcast. I'm going to suggest this. This is a huge, huge one right here. Is a huge win for you guys. It's free, completely free, zero cost for you guys. Um, it's called I'm gonna look at it so I don't miss I don't miss name it. Hold on, y'all. Um, okay, it's called the real estate real estate entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Real estate entrepreneur with with Terrence Murphy, and there are about I think there's like 60-something episodes. And he makes more of them, too. But there's... Let me see how many there are. I think it's pretty sure there's 60-something. He's with EXP as well. Okay, there's 71 episodes. There's 71 episodes. Um, it says explicit on here, but he really doesn't curse that much. Like, it's so... It's, like, rare when they curse. They really are just giving a lot of information. And they're bringing in high professionals from the, from the real estate industry all around the, the nation... And they're talking about their stories of how they innovated within the realm. So, real estate, um, um, real estate entrepreneurs with Terrence Murphy, and there's other ones I listen to too. But that one particularly is so excellent for for the real estate industry. Even if you're not a realtor, just to understand how the how the works behind the scenes, because none of it's secret. They, these realtors aren't tricking you and stuff. They they can get sued and lose their licenses for hoodwinking you or trying to steal from you or whatever. That like, they can't do that. They have to do you right because they don't want to lose their license. And when you lose your license, you can't sell anymore. A, you can be you can be in prison for even trying to sell again, without your license. Correct. You know, it's like there's so many laws. Like there, there's, they're not trying to screw you over. Like if you find a good one, they really want to support you. They they're in it because they they know the industry. They love the industry. So just let her know that so that she doesn't have to, even think about quitting like tell her that quitting is not an option unless she unless she genuinely doesn't like it and like she's like it's not for me anymore but like let her know that like it's going to be hard from the beginning like this quitting is not an option like you can make so much money on this you can make so much of a difference in your community be a staple in your, in your community um i'm more of an anti-social person when it comes to like new people just because of the um my, my, the abusive relationship i was in my marriage because before that i was way more social but after being so betrayed, it kind of is hard to be in, like, in a lot of public situations, which is why I've chosen to go the route of creating content, like um, like video tours and content. And also I'm doing referral, having a referral business base where I send my referrals out to the people who I trust. And then I follow the transaction from the side of the, of the agent and my team. So that's how I like to do it. But there's so many different models what a business you can build within the industry. I wish her much much success. Also let her know to study about commercial real estate and let her know to, to look in look into exp. EXP. Chanel. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Chanel said, yes, that is a... That ice cream truck is always coming by. I can't stand them. It's such a scam. So sad. Oh, the kids are eating that poison. Um, Amitra says, what's your opinion on Airbnb properties? Is it better to hire a property manager or not? Okay, you guys. Now, my opinion on this has changed. Amitra, thank you for asking this question. I'm so glad you asked it because I did want to touch on this. Um... Airbnb theoretically was amazing when it started and it made a lot of people a lot of money. There's a few issues that I'm really nervous about when it comes to Airbnb that people don't talk about often. And Airbnb itself as a company has been paying people off to keep a lot of this under the table, to kind of keep it so that people just see see it as a hassle-free way to make extra money from your property. Now, here's a few things. First of all, where do I start? Okay, first of all, safety. Safety and, um, and liability. Whatever happens in your house, you're liable for. Somebody falls, trips, like they injured themselves in your property, they can find a way to sue you. People don't talk about that. That's crazy that people don't talk about that, but it's a real thing. They can find a way to sue you. You want to have high insurance for it. Even with that, you may still not be protected completely. Because they may decide that there was some negligence in some type of the um, some type of way that you were... Constructing your property or maintaining your property, they may they may determine it's negligence or something. You don't you never know. That's a big issue, and it's really big with Airbnb because unlike renting, where you have one renter consistently who like has more of a um, a reason to want to keep the house together and stay in their house because they they finally got a rental and they they, they don't want to leave that place. They don't want to sue anybody usually, or well, sometimes they do. But with Airbnb, they they don't have any skin in the game. These people are coming in and out. And they can injure themselves and decide it's your fault and just lie. Or attack, you know, or you know, there's all kind of things that can happen with that. Also, they can be smoking in your house or do something and it can burn your house down by being reckless because they don't care about your property like that. So you need to have really good, really good insurance to cover yourself for those types of incidental issues, you know, which can really cost a lot for you to try to fix. Um, that's another issue. So, an, another huge one that just is recently kind of showing its ugly head is uh, it's the fact that people are in very dire needs right now and they're using in some states they have something called the squatter's rights and so they are going into people's houses and Airbnb them for a certain amount of time that like legally makes them a tenant. And then, because they're a tenant, they they don't they refuse to leave when their Airbnb's over. When the Airbnb stays over, they refuse to leave your property. And legally, the state tells tells you you can't force them to make them leave because now, because they've been here a week or two weeks, depending on the on the state, because, because depending on the state, like they you, they've been there long enough to where if you try to forcefully take them out, the police will come to your house and put you in jail for trying to forcefully take a person now that's a, now a tenant, even though they're with Airbnb or whatever, like the, the government doesn't care about Airbnb. It's about like to them it's like, hey, this person has been staying at your property for this amount of time. They're under the, they have the understanding that they live here now. So you can't you can't get kicked them out and now they have like this this system where if you squat long enough, the um if you squat long enough, like how does it work? It's like it depends it really depends on the state, but like it's it's used, the people are just scamming like crazy right now with that, and I don't want people to get caught in that. Especially because people have lost their jobs. The recession's here, and if you look at if you look it up on the news, it's happening a lot right now. And it's hard to even notice which which person will, because some people look crazy when they're doing it. You're like, you can tell, oh, this person's crazy. I don't want to rent my property to them. But some people look normal, but they just know the law and they know that if they go in there and stay in there, you can't even touch their property. You try to take their property out, you can like. You can't change the locks either. Legally, you can't change the locks. Like in California, you can't change the locks. Isn't that crazy in your own house? So, um, I used to be more interested in Airbnb. But I see the world getting crazier and crazier right now. And even even if you do well a few times, at a certain point, week after week after week. You can get one crazy person that books your plays for two weeks, whatever, and then stays for months and months. And you can't rent it out because that person's there. Disturbing but true. Anitra asked me Oh, um, I clown, I clowny says great information. Wow, that's crazy. It is crazy. It's insane. Like it's, it's, it Broke. Like even when I was, when I was studying it even more, I just, my heart broke. Cause I'm like, I can't imagine how somebody st- like forcefully staying in my house. Like that's such a violation. And then the government doesn't even care because they, they see it as, well, you shouldn't have Airbnb that you shouldn't have this person in your house. Legally, they're a tenant now. All they see them is a tenant and you can't just throw a tenant out of an apartment or something. Like imagine if you're in an apartment, you don't want to get thrown out your apartment from because you're randomly like you can't pay your bill or something and now everything's shut down. Like there there was, there was like there was um procedures in place for people not to get thrown out by the landlords for state for different states. So they use that law against you. Um you said so and Nietzsche says, so what can protect the property owner, I guess. It's wise to get a real estate attorney. Um, it is. I mean, it's great to have as many attorneys that well are trustworthy as you can, but they're expensive, and also, even they can't fix that. This is a state law. This is this is something to protect from people who are going bankrupt because of the system being forcefully bankrupt, being forcefully recessed, It's to make sure that they're not all going homeless. And like little kids on on the street, with it. you know, like they—that's what the law's supposed to be for. But like, like any law, there's always some back end to it, where people try to objectify it or try to um, get scammy with it to try to make it a scam. So that's what happened with this. And the attorneys can't do anything about it. It's disturbing. It's like so like even as I talk about it, it just makes me so mad because people really will do that, and they just and it seems all fine at first. You're like, oh, I'm just staying for two weeks. Thank you so much, and, they, and then they pay the two weeks too. But they they don't have to leave because now that they paid the two weeks, they it shows that there's been a transaction between you and that person, which which confirms that they're a tenant, and they use that payment receipt as proof to the police that they are not a trespasser. And the police don't even care about the Airbnb law, the Air, the Airbnb contract that you had for a certain amount of time. They're like, no, this person was here for this long, so they're a tenant. Like they they do not care about the Airbnb contract, like that is besides the point to them, you know? It's like, it, it makes me so mad. Like, I, that's part of why, like, I would like to Airbnb this house sometimes. Like, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll Airbnb this and go to Texas for a while, And but I just don't trust people. And people people are getting more and more desperate. Um. So it's just be very careful with Airbnb. I personally, I'm, I'm gonna hold back on it. Um, I would rather get properties and utilize them for my companies themselves. That way I control it still. Um, and kind of had different artists come and work at different times, but not live here. Um, so that's kind of, that's the vibe I want to use because I have a lot of companies. So it kind of makes sense to bring the, the, like, if we're working online and we don't need that many people, then it's like, okay, this store stuff in these, in my properties and have my employees be able to, you know, collaborate within these properties. Clowney says, in the state of Pennsylvania, you have to take them to court to get them out of your house or eviction first. There it is. And you know good and well how long court can take, especially if it's intentionally extended by the other person. If they push every one of their deadlines back as far as they can... Especially they call in and say, "Oh, I'm sick. I have, the, I have the C word. I can't come in. Um, I can't make the call. I can't make the Zoom call. My eyes are hurting. I'm dizzy. I'm 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 disabled. I'm this. You know. It's it's what they can do." And Nature said, "That is crazy. It really is, y'all." Wait, Nature said, "So basically, contracts mean nothing because because the law." supersedes the contract in these situations. It's like, it's a, it's a loophole. A lot of states have it. Some states have their sales protected from this. I don't know which, I know I know there are some, I can't, I can't think of the top of my head which ones they are, but some states have like protection for the owners, but it's a rare one. Like it's, ah, oh, it's so shady. This is the shadiest thing. It's funny cause my ex-husband wanted to do that with this one property. It's like a big house and on the beach and it was empty for a while, so he wanted to basically break in and, um, and use that rule. You know, get some things mailed to him so he can have it, like, on paperwork and say that he lives here now. I thought that was a terrible idea, um, but he wanted to do that. He didn't do it because he's lazy, so thankfully he didn't, like, mess himself up, mess himself up even more because he about to in jail right now, but, yeah, that, that's what people think to do it. Um... Well, that's, You said, well, that's, that's that. I don't need that headache, me either. But it seems simple, right? It seems so simple. It's like, ooh, I'm to make some extra money. And that's, the, I just feel so bad for people who, who get caught into that. Like those, it's something that like Airbnb tries to hide it. Ooh, gosh. My bad. Airbnb tries to hide it. It's reality iClowny says exactly it's taken anywhere from three to six months. Mm-hmm. And all of that time they're in your house. And then afterwards, they can just bank they can just say they don't have the money to pay you whatever they get, whatever you get awarded. Or they can move out after the six months. Y'all. Yeah. Hmm. One way to fix it is to limit the amount of days that a person can book there. Limit it to like two days before what the legal amount of days is for like whatever like the, the tenant law is in that area. Also, a lot of states are are legalizing short-term rentals. So that's what it's called for Airbnb. Is Airbnb is a short-term rental. So a lot of places are saying, no, we don't want that in our area. It's messing up their rental market so that people who actually need properties don't have them available. Because they're all being short-term rental, which is like way more expensive than renting something. So it's just it's a sketchy situation. Like I've, I've gone back and forth on this. So I've really wanted to do Airbnb for a while. Um, but that is just, I don't know. I don't, don't want to do it. Right, then get mad and, and trash your property because you're trying to kick them out. Exactly. They do that. They sure will. They sure will. And you can be, the crazy part about it is that you could rent out a room in your house, and that can still happen. So that I means you could be still in your house, in your master bedroom. Let's say you have a master bedroom and you have a, a guest suite in your house. They could have rented the guest suite, stayed for two weeks or whatever the whatever the limit is, and then they can say that they're tenants and stay with you in your house. And you'll see them every morning in the kitchen. Look up a, a video of a woman who did that. It happens multiple times. There's a lot of videos of it, but this particular one, the lady was so disrespectful. She, was like, she came out to her kitchen and was like, it was like, um, F you in your house. Instead of like, just saying all kind of crazy to this woman. And she had to stay there. That that's where she lived. And so imagine that imagine it's your main property and that happens to you people are people are sketchy i also just don't like random people so even with airbnb i was kind of nervous even before i found this out i was like i don't trust these people like i just don't know but a big thing is like, somebody could just have the stove continuous continuously going or something could malfunction maybe your maybe your heater blows up or something then you're responsible for that now you've harmed the people and now they now, now they're injured even more and it's just so much sketchiness. Maybe the, house, the whole house burns down because of them, the nerve of people. Yep. Yeah? It's sketchy. It's so sketchy. I mean, be go into the rental and the short-term rental market with with um with caution. We had rented to this owned one of the owners of a uh, um, a Dunkin' Donut or something. You think you would think he had a lot of money. He, we had a very be- a big beautiful house out in Texas, and we let them rent it and they trashed it even though they had a family and kids and stuff he was just they just messed the whole house up and they didn't care and they left us with all kind of trash and they even left like major um major document major accounting information in the property from dunkin donuts so it's just like they, they didn't even care about their own businesses um their own businesses like private private information like this was like people's information on there like we had to burn the paperwork just, just so that for people who, people who are on that paperwork wouldn't get messed up in the future. Like, they, they didn't even care. They left all kind of stuff there. So, that was a renter. That wasn't a short term. That was a renter person for, like, I think they rented for two years. Insanity. Insanity. Like I said, like I said earlier, my method, personally, I'm interested in, Giving the properties, buying a way for that property to profit with my companies already. I have e-commerce companies, I have artistic companies, I have production companies. Like, can I profit off of it and still be able to use it one hundred percent of the time? You know, that's the way, in my opinion. Be careful. Heed this warning, please. Heed this week this warning. It's only it's only gonna get worse and worse this this whole um recession may last over two years may it may be a year maybe two years I think you've been in it for a while already but it's gonna last it's gonna be a long time um there should be laws to protect property owners I'm a landlord and it's my worst fear be fearful of it there are laws to protect property owners in the bigger picture of things that's why that's why your, your realtor helps you to procure to secure your property and to have some to have um to have a property but the issue is is that as a landlord sorry, as a landowner you allow that person in your property so to the state they're like we're, we at this point they got to protect the, the um renter they're they got to protect the tenants because you've allowed that person in your property that's how they feel i know it sounds shady but it's that's how they feel you know so to them it's like well if you didn't want this to happen why don't you let this person stay here and they're, they're like, why on earth? Because the laws are made in a way of like, why on earth would you have somebody in your property you don't trust? That's what they feel. But with Airbnb, they've kind of taken that out of there. They're kind of taking that concept of having to trust a person fully because you're letting strangers stay in. It's sketchy. As much as people talk best about hotels, um, you know, when you leave the hotel room and you don't pay no more, that key don't work no more. <laughs> <laughs> that key don't work no more, and they're coming in that door, to come clean, to come take you out of there, out of the hotel. So, I I think I like staying at hotels a little more now. I stayed at so many hotels. Oh my god! Even when I was in New York, I stayed at like, I think like eight or seven, eight or nine different hotels. In that one trip, <laughs> I was doing videos for each one. Well, one of them I didn't do a video for because it was terrible. The other one I did videos for on my YouTube. Um, let's Anitra says, "Right now, I have a great tenant, but she's moving soon, and it's hard to trust people." Um, background check. Background check. Um, be careful about how far you dig deep, deep, deep into them too, because they, if they feel scorned enough, they can they can claim that you're being that you're being um, discriminatory. So you don't want you want to know enough about them, but you keep it like just certain things you're not supposed to know. For them, it's it's so crazy. It's like just certain like if you know their race or something, then. It could be an issue, because then they can say, well, they knew my race and they didn't want me in there and they're being discriminatory. It's so crazy, but it can happen. Even a black person, a black person can try to bring another black person in, um, or can, can get an application from another black person and that black person can say, they denied me because of my race, even though the other person's black. Like it give you anyone. It doesn't have to be a certain race to claim discrimination but they can say it's the same ratio. Like, it's it's a deep circle. Like, it, like some of these scammers will try to force their way into a situation and then give you hell the whole time. So, it's a little sketchy, but, it's, I mean, don't live in fear with it. Just see, like, how to make the best moves you can. iCounty says, background checks are the best. They really are. Exactly. It's like a catch-22. Exactly. Yep. They are. Uh, it's rough, you guys. I just don't want to deal with people like that all the time. Like, I I have such a hard time trusting people. Even before my divorce, like, I just had, I, I mean, I was a little better because I used to teach a lot. I taught yoga for over, um, oh my God, for over seven years, eight years? No, nine years. I counted earlier. Nine years I taught. And so, even then, I was like, it was, I was a little more trustworthy of people, but, like, I was still kind of watching everybody at my side eye, you know? Um... But as I got further into real estate and to seeing how many snakes there are and people trying to get over, whenever there's a lot of money, whenever there's a whole bunch of money involved, the scams come out. They come out to play. Mm-hmm. Anitra says, it really is and people are just crazy. And the food they're eating it making them even crazier. That's why I eat the way I do. I'm eating healthy foods, I'm eating salads. You know, keep my mind together, keep my herbs right, my water, stay hydrated. People eat these foods, their brains start to become parasitic because they have parasites in the food. And then they start acting irrationally. So, be very careful who you let like in your house for any reason, even if to visit your house be careful be careful who you answer, who be careful who you answer the door for. people, people over here coming to your door and knocking, knocking your door in as a realtor as well this is oh this is one thing I want to talk about before I get off because I'm gonna eat this and, and get off of here so I can get my rest of my work done before I leave. Um, one last thing I want to talk about is door knocking, prospecting but door knocking specifically. So, it's been a tradition in real estate to go knock on somebody's door and say, Hi! Hi, neighbor. um, I want to let you know that there's a house down the street that's sold for this amount of price. And I was wondering, are you thinking of buying or selling anytime, anytime soon? Or are you thinking, of, you know, all that kind of cheesy stuff? First of all, don't come to my door. Don't come on my property knocking and soliciting. Soliciting, whatever. Like, don't do that. That's, like, I hate that for myself personally. But... But I want to tell the agents out there, that is so dangerous. Some people out here are packing. It is a dangerous time right now where people are getting, people are opening doors and getting bum-rushed. Even on camera, there'll be a ring light camera there and they'll, they'll still get bum-rushed. That the person will be kind of like, oh, hi, how's it going? And they'll just push to your door and do whatever they want, whatever they plan on doing to you. And it's just so disturbing and dark, but it's real and it's really happening. So, there's way better ways to prospect for clients. You can do it online. You can be do it on Facebook, on Instagram, you can create videos, like tours like I'm doing. You can call your spirit of influence, talk to people you know already. Like, there's just I I don't think there's any reason to do door knocking. And I know some of the agents out there who who teach like the ones who are teachers who will just teach it to their faces blue. Like if you don't like door knocking then you're not a good real estate agent and you're not this and you need to do this because that's the best way to connect to people. No, especially if you're a person of color, you can end up knocking on a racist person's door and then they're gonna have a reason why you're on their property. Ooh, I thought they were a burglar. I shot them. It's real. I don't believe in door knocking. I don't believe in cold calling. Connect to people, and then let them know you're your agent. Let them know you can help them. Provide a service. Even if you don't have any clients, you can make you can make a video, and that's the service. People are people want to see certain tips and stuff. I make this a video right here. This video is gonna give me more clients. In the future, I don't know when, but it will. I'll make more videos too. You know, this is a this is a service to people. They're learning stuff from this, and I do more videos of tours and things that like I can tell I can give people tips on things. That's a gift to people. Then you know, people, somebody gives you a gift, what do you want to do back? You want to support them. I'm like, Oh, that's great! I really appreciate this kid. I just want to support them, and maybe I'll follow them on Instagram. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll refer them to my friend or whatever. Maybe I'll just remember them in the back of my head or something. You know, whatever it is, you just give, you give it out, and people do what they want with it from there. But at least you put it out there from your own safety of your home or wherever you're at. But be careful with this door knocking stuff. It's not, it's not more of a hustling way to go door knocking. It's a dangerous thing. People are scared right now. People are. Full, full, full of fear. And you're going to aggravate that fear by knocking on random strangers' doors. Nobody nobody wants to be knocked on the door by a realtor. Not one person. Even other realtors don't want that. Even if the realtor that's door knocking can clone themselves and knock on their own door, they would still be mad. They'll be, like, annoyed that they're being interrupted, and have to get up and go to the door, talk to a stranger about some house that's closing. Who cares? But... They force you to. Or they say it's the best thing to do. It's not. Clowny says, I wish I missed my childhood days with no worries. It was better. In some ways. But um yeah, I feel you on that. Things, things are definitely gotten way more intense. Anitra says, I would be terrified to knock on someone's door for that reason alone, Rock. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get how that even started. Maybe back in the day, people were just more neighborly. I would never knock on. Them. I don't even knock. I don't even like knocking on my neighbors that I know's door. I don't trust anybody. And that's like besides the trust issue part. It's like it's a real thing. It's a real danger that, and like especially in LA, certain areas they do have guns on them. They are people are afraid. They may shoot first and ask questions later. It's just not. mm-mm. Especially if there's a gate around their house and you walk through their gate to get to their door, no, you're asking yourself to get to get um, in a situation at that point. Do never walk through somebody's gate. Are you serious? And don't. Oh, one, one more thing on that. Do not put anything in anyone's mailbox. You can put it on the door. If you, if you get if you even go on their property, put it on the door. Put it on the on the driveway, like like right off the sidewalk or something. Just you can put it maybe somewhere there, but do not open at that door. The, the mailbox. Do not put anything in the mailbox. That is um, United States post office property. And you can get arrested for that. It's illegal to do that. I made a mistake and did a, did like a whole luxury community where I went I drove my car and I just like opened each person's mailbox and put put it in there. I had no idea at the time. I was a new agent. I think it's my like first week of being an agent. And I got my new flyers out. I thought I was like, oh great, I'll put them in there, I just give them this, I'm sure they'll love it. I told my broker about it. She was like, oh, don't ever do that. Like, oh my goodness. oh my god, I don't ever, I didn't know. I was, I was a new agent it was over 10 years ago. I had no idea. I was terrified when I found out. I was like, I could have like, if the cops saw me with that, that's like a federal situation because it's like, it's, I, mean, I don't know if it's federal, but like, it's a big situation. It's a big deal. You cannot open up somebody's mailbox or use it at all. You can't put anything in there. Just put it on the, on the patio. Put it wherever it's dry and safe. Do not open it. That's a federal charge, exactly. So, I'm just joking right now. I didn't do that when I was younger back then. That wasn't me. I'm just telling a story to, to for context. So that I didn't. I would never do that. That wasn't me at all. That was just a. I was just acting right now for that last part. Um, yeah, but if, theoretically, if I, if I was to do that, I would have been terrified. And if my agent, if my if my broker was to tell me that that was illegal, that I'd be like, oh my god, how could, I can't. You know. Theoretically. Allegedly. (laughs) Alright. Yeah, don't do that. Do not do that, you guys. Don't do it at all. Um, Let's see, right? It's not worth it. (laughs) Federal crime, yeah, don't. No, no, no. Mm Mm-mm um a few things to know <laughs> but they but we used to do like the door hangers you know that like the ones you put by the doorknob those are you it's legal to do those you can put those on a doorknob but like still you're walking on somebody's property cuz so the second you you pass the sidewalk that's their property some people don't even have a walkway they just have grass in front of their house so the second you walk across a, like, the like second you cross that line you're on their property, they can shoot you for some, for some areas. A trespasser. No trespasser. it says. Their dog can, like, maul you in that yard, because they could have said, like, oh, well, my dog is trained to protect me in this area, so they came into my property soliciting, and my dog ate them. Hey. And- what can you do about it? You know? The dog, the dog did his job. You be all you be the dog's food. Give me some kibbles yourself. The dog turned you into kibbles and the dogs took us to live. No no, no nobody gets in trouble. Because you went over over there and trespassed on their property. And the dog ate you. Not worth it. Stay home. <laughs> More to the story. Stay home and buy homes. Mm-mm. And when you're going, if you're an agent and you're gonna show a property to a client, make sure that the tenants of the property you're gonna show, they know that you're gonna come. Double check, double, triple check. Hey, I'm the agent for so-and-so, for Mary Sue. We're coming to our appointment today and I want to make sure that the tenants knew that we're gonna come. I don't want anybody to be startled or anything. Want to make sure that they're not gonna be home or anything. We just we just kind of wanna to come to you know for, for safety reasons. We wanna make sure nobody's here, but like um we just wanna check on. Wanna we'll check on the on the um property. We'll, we'll let you know when the showing's over, um so they can they can re-enter the home. We just wanted to come by and see. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You know. Oh Gregory, Thank you so much for reminding me. Let me call them right now. Make sure they're out the house. Also want to know is there any pets or animals there that you should be worried about before I go in. Actually Sparky is in there and he's a pit bull. Um will make sure he's in the garage. Oh, is there any way that he could just be the garage can be locked or maybe he can be in a like taken with the with the owners for a while? Is that okay? You know, let them know. Last thing you need is, is one your, is your buyer coming in, like, oh what, what door is this one? Open that door and there's Sparky looking at her with his teeth out. I'm <sighs> Sparky. Sparky gonna eat you. Are you, you, your, your poor clients are trying to, just trying to find a house. All, all your clients are trying to do is just get a nice little cute house. Here comes Sparky. Hey. <laughs> that's two dogs. That's two dogs. Eat. <laughs> it's the same dog, y'all. It's the same dog for both, for both stories. It's the same dog. Oh. <laughs> Check early on. Protect yourself and protect your clients. And always, 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 always attend your clients if you're a buyer's agent or even a seller's agent like be there for your for your um the showings you know just be there as much as you can because you don't want anything crazy to go down i think even if you're a seller's agent and the buyer comes in when they're with their agent too i would still i would still be there because you don't tra- you don't know you don't know the new agent you have to protect your property and your client's property like if something goes down it's still on you because you brought that person into your property so Let's just be real. Or get an assistant to do it, you know? Somebody to be there for them. Anitra says, it's crazy. Girl Scouts don't even go house to house anymore. Nor should they. They should not be going house to house. They never should have. Also, Halloween. They should not go on door to door door, door for Halloween. I saw, like, a whole thing for the whole shutdown that happened. Um, The whole pandemic and things. Where they were putting um, the candy all the way out near the curb, so people can like go and grab the candy they need from there. Um, of course, I'm sure, I'm sure some kids took more candy than they're supposed to, but it's better than them going all the way to the front door of these houses. Like that's scary. That's who knows what's gonna happen. These people are crazy. Um, I said you have to find them for cookies. I can't. Hmm. <laughs> um, I says my country, my county, does the trunk. For treats. Perfect. That's the way. But Nietzsche's right. Nietzsche's right, you have to find them for cookies. You have to go to the grocery store wherever, like wherever corner they're on. The girl scouts the girl scouts sell their cookies on their own territory now. They're not trying to come to your house no more. It's smart. Cause Those girl scouts that got kidnapped doing that. Um we don't need that happening. So on that note, I hope you guys are excited to join to jump into the wonderful, amazing world of real estate. Um, I may have given you guys some of the dangers, but I also gave you a lot of the positives. I hope that you guys take them both at heed. You know, take them both and kind of balance them out in your head, but don't live in fear. Fear is not is not necessary to just live within a fearful space. That is, that's not going to help you. But knowing the possibilities, knowing some of the things you to, to be worried about to be concerned about that's important it's going to help you in the long run for your company or for, for sorry for your real estate needs so again this whole episode is brought to you by realestate.world check them out www.realestate.world um people still say www www worldwide web um let's see thank you for the information says clowny um the um, the rest enjoy the rest of your day and stay blessed all thank you and happy Independence Day to everyone I love America I really do and no matter what no matter what craziness happens in America I love being American and I love America um, Anitra says we go to the police station and do trunk or treat or our neighbors will sit out in the um, in the yard that's a great way have them sit out in the yard for real that's the way that's a good shoot. It's a good idea to go to the police station because ain't nothing going down there. <laughs> so, thank you so much, Anitra. Thank you so much, Clowny. Clowny, um, you guys are, had great questions. You guys really added to the to this podcast. I greatly appreciate you and your and your um, inquisitiveness. Um, I hope that your your daughter has an amazing career in real estate and that she continues to learn. Definitely check out that podcast and many more. There's also one called the Prep Agent, um, Prep Real Estate Agent. Like he's amazing. He he does a great course too. He does a lot of podcasts as well, so you may want to check him out. I used him when I got I got hundred percent on my test. I got every question right. It was just hard to do for some people, but anyway, I got mine through him. Like because I studied with him, I didn't read the books. I bought the books, but I didn't read them because the, the prep agent was so good that I just felt confident in it. Um, so do what you feel is best. But um, there's a lot of great resources out there for free and some that cost. Um, it was fun as usual. Oh, Thank you, Anitra. I'll see you guys. Um, I'll be here tonight after I get back from the walk. I'm not going to go on again in a few hours. I'm just going to go for my walk and then come back and um, have some tea with you guys. But have a beautiful day. I'll talk to you all soon. Rock on, Mercuryans. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Link in the bio. Bio. I got to catch on you on your YouTube videos. Yes, my YouTube. Thank you so much for checking my YouTube out. I'm posting more videos. (laughs) Bye.